0: Hey, welcome back to the F.S. Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. This is episode 402, Dreamboat Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to talk about Ahsoka, obviously. Um, If you liked it, cool. You're definitely going to get mad at me. Uh, (laughs) This episode. Uh, We're talking about Friday Night Lights, I mean Heels, um, penultimate episode, and then um, we're going to talk about two bits of DC Comics news, and then we're going to make fun of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom trailer. Not in that order.
1: Okay, anyway, yeah. (laughs) Daryl, how are you? Doing very well. Uh I have been watching, I think I told you, your anime hater over here. Probably one of, well, not probably one of the best live action adaptations of a not I won't even say anime, one of the best one of the better live action Death Note uh, adaptations that you'll see. I'm not going to say anime, but just yeah. Again, you're you're watching the, the live action Death one,
0: Note, right? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> amazing incredible just stunning and brave stunning and brave so no um you've been watching um one, one piece Band. one piece that's what i said i think that, yeah i think actually did they do a live action, a one live action.
1: no not yet i think they okay. are i i read oh this was a while ago so who knows with the strike and everything mm-hmm. how stuff is because one knows? piece actually yeah one piece tech uh, officially got a season yeah, two renewal but I saw that again. I might try and watch it. I I mean I'm you know, hands up in the air because who knows when things I mean I are assume gonna get back to normal.
0: I don't have to have watched the anime to enjoy it. I have never watched an anime. Oh okay great. But but again, even
1: like Cowboy Bebop, I never watched that until yeah. after I watched like two episodes of the trash that netflix put out and then i said no
0: that's that's see i watched cowboy bebop not all of it yeah. like i think it was only like yeah. 26 I ended up, episodes or something like yeah
1: that, but... i ended up watching like the first 12 and yeah. I, I haven't gone back to finish but i mean i liked it and then after watching watching the netflix and then watching that it's like wow yeah. it's it's kind of like the wheel of time series where sure. i've read the books or read the first six books and then w- tried to watch the show and it's like no yeah, it's just no,
0: so yeah, you know, anyway. Um, so I guess the other thing before we get started are condolences to Alba Baptista, um, from Warrior Nun. Mm-hmm. She she had the disservice of being married to uh Chris Evans. Excuse me, you heard like
1: they just got married,
0: uh, yeah. And apparently the net nerds are freaking out about it because she's 26 and he's 42, and it's like that is not that big of a difference necessarily. Yeah.
1: See, again, that shows how much I follow these people. Like, well, outside I was watching.
0: Thing. Um, I was watching stuff. I actually, um, I was watching Charlie uh, Hopkins, Ahsoka thing, and then um Brett Cooper's channel came up, and it was a new video about that. And I was like, oh, who did he marry? Oh, he married Alba Baptista. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I so, just kind of like. Anyway. Awesome so, stuff pop up. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, between that and that cringe uh, Apple commercial with uh, Octavia Spencer, the main cast of The Gifted is just not having a stellar week. <laughs> or Gifted. Well, sorry, I mean. Not The Gifted. Wh- but. What are you talking about? I mean, he's having a good week. If he I, just got married. Is he? <laughs> is he? I mean, is getting married the right move no. for anyone?
1: Probably not. I mean, stow away your cynicism and just talk <sighs> him out on the face with things. I know. I'm kidding. He, no, I, I, I'm yeah, actually said,
0: making a joke about all. Yeah, of. I mean, like, I he know. did get married to her, and, and you know, it's just because he's a woke retard. Um, I know. That's what I'm but, saying.
1: Like, because you were talking about yeah. sorry to her. Yeah, sorry to her. Like, she's
0: she's got to put up with that. And, like, I mean, at least he's got like yeah. an eat pack. So she can be like, at least you're pretty. <laughs> so you might say stupid stuff, but at least you're pretty. Yeah. You um, might take away his Twitter
1: privileges, hopefully.
0: Ooh, that would be great. His, I'll, his ex I'll, privilege. Alba, take away too. his ex. Don't let him, like, don't yeah. let him post on X and, yeah, and on, uh, on Instagram and, and whatever, I'm sure he's. On, we might, we I'm might sure like he's on like Mastodon and stuff like that too. Um, yeah. Oh, the Four other heads. thing, and this isn't really a part of like the the rundown or anything. Uh, did you see Bill Maher is announced his his shows coming back? Um, yeah, during I the strike, I
1: saw it headline. So right. here
0: here's the thing: with no writers, he, right? right? Right. He and Drew Barrymore have have decided to bring their shows back. And they both said there are more people at stake. So for the case of Drew Barrymore, she only has three, um, Writers Guild writers, on her team, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. Why would you like you let your entire production shut down for three people and like have over a hundred people lose their jobs, yeah, that's or their houses or shouldn't. whatever?
1: Yeah, it's the trolley car problem.
0: Yeah. So I mean. Uh, at at the end of the day, I don't don't want anyone to lose their houses or anything like that. But like, I think the, the fact that at the time in Hollywood where these, where, where there's more busts than successes and it's large part due to the writing and the acting, um, these people picked the exact wrong time with the economy being the way it is, with the division in this country being the way it is, like... You know, back in, what was it, 2008 or whatever, like, I like I was all for the strike, like, you know, because they deserved more. But at this point, it's like, just don't strike, like, go through the collective bargaining like you're supposed to and, and all that. And then yeah. I guess the Marvel animators uh, for the VFX oh, they're people they, are, yeah, they're, are they're, unionize. they're voting to unionize. So yes. uh, we'll see what happens there. But I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm still a hundred percent against the actors um, other than like use of their likeness and voices in perpetuity. Yeah. Um, I think that's bullshit. And actually that that's is the a, one thing. Yeah. That's actually that's one just thing a I'm- good segue into our first story. Um, so Bill Willingham, who is the creator of the comic book fables, <laughs> Has been, uh, he's been at it with DC for a a long time with them not paying like things that they owe him, not paying for, um, when they, they did a third party negotiation with Telltale Games for Werewolf by Night, um, and have he hasn't gotten paid for any of that stuff, um, and just all around being like unresponsive to creators, um, (laughs) so he, uh, he went ahead and, and took fables into the public domain, um, Because he can't afford to sue DC, so he's just opening it up so anybody can make Fables stories now. Um, The interesting thing about this is he still has a contract with DC, and DC cannot go and just make regular Fables stuff. Like, they can't, like, take advantage of this public domain. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Turn. I think would be a good word Um, because they still have to abide by the contract with him. Very interesting. He asked to get out of it. He's like, why don't we just tear it up and go our separate ways? You know, he, he like, um, so there's a link to an IGN story that just kind of summarizes it. But within the IGN story, there is a a link to the press release in his blog, uh, these foolish games which is a great blog title uh, that I, I highly recommend you go and read the press release. It's pretty long or else I would just read the whole thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, D what do you think about this? Like just as this I mean, is a tactic, not necessarily yeah. like, cause you're not I mean, as familiar with fables as I am. So right. But like, this yeah. is a tactic. How like, because he says, just real quick, he says, I've decided to take a different approach and fight them in a different arena inspired by the principles of asymmetric warfare. As a Marcus Aurelius fan, how do you feel about this? Actually, that's, I, I did, see, I'm, I'm a, I missed that quote. I think that's, that's pretty funny. But
1: as a whole, when you have corporations like this that can get away with things because they're big and just the idea of a lawsuit is... Is just so daunting from a time standpoint, from a financial standpoint, from just a time and an energy standpoint. You have to fight back somewhat somehow. And while I can't necessarily speak to what this does with the Fable universe, uh, I think you actually did a good job just now talking about how DC can't entertain that world now as a tactic in general, I do like it because yeah. again, as individuals, as an individual, that is not going to be like mega independently wealthy as mm-hmm. a lot of the writers are or, or artists. Right. They, there's, there needs to be some recourse they can take against these, these companies. And again, DC has over the, over the last, what would you say? Decade plus at, at I mean, especially, yeah, the I would last say 15, especially the last 15 years especially the last 15 years has done there has not done right by not only their consumers and their fans, Mm -hmm. but also the creators that are really trying to create. And if this is the only way that you can, you know, stick the, do an MJF finger to the eye. Mm -hmm. Fine. I am all, all, all about that because I do, I have problems when companies are in the wrong, but it's so daunting to go after them, you know, suit lawsuit wise, that the individual doesn't really have any have yeah. much, have many recourse. Yeah, have um, much in the real recourses. quick.
0: It's the Wolf Among Us, not Werewolf by Night. That's something else. That was okay. that Disney. That's thing. Ma- yeah. Oh, that Werewolf well by Night is
1: Marvel. That was Marvel. Yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, the Wolf Among Us, which is like a card game, and Wait you know, a minute, isn't that a game? Yeah, yeah, I, and it's a telltale game.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you I know, like it. the Game of Thrones yeah. and
0: Batman and Walking Dead, like yeah, Telltale and did the one. The Expanse is the Expanse a Telltale game? It just came out uh, oh,
1: maybe a month ago. I hate those games. I anyway, I um, tried playing the Bat, the Guardians one a couple years ago. Yeah. It it was okay, but it, it's just like playing a comic book.
0: So. so yeah, I mean, this is just the end for Vertigo. Like I mean, Vertigo is already over and done with, but like. Fables was was like cuz Vertigo was DC's like "quote unquote creator owned" and like is what image to to quote west from critical thinking um image is what Vertigo should have been um as far as like all the creator owned stuff and and, and everything so uh, i don't know, i just find it interesting i'm i'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on this um super super just baller move to be like all right i'm i'm not gonna take my ball and go home I'm gonna take my ball and I'm gonna like be like Jesus with the bread and the fish and just multiply it and feed everyone yeah I I don't think I got that biblical story right because it's been like probably 40 years since I heard it but you get my point
1: (laughs) again these companies especially these companies that don't really care about the product Right, they right. get what they deserve. Yeah, get, like like the again in one of your favorite movies, you get what you effing deserve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, you do. Or not one of your favorite movies? I don't know what movie Joke. you're talking about. It was from
0: Joker. 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 Um, the did they do a spinoff of Matthew Modine's character from um, Full Metal Jacket? Okay, let's go. let's let's go. Let's, <laughs> this, this, this is not funny, anyway. All right, let's move on. Speaking of uh, not funny and and, and woke bullshit, uh, Alan Moore, creator of Watchmen or this the, the writer of Watchmen, let's let's like not give him full credit there. Has decided to ask DC to send all of his future earnings on TV series or films. To the noted terrorist group, Black Lives Matter. So he is funding terrorism. He, yes. um, Domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism. And, and, you know, if you are, if you're like, oh, Black Lives Matter, that's great. Um, Go do a little bit of research. um, And and just type in Black Lives Matter um, mansions. And and you'll see where all of that money went when it came to... uh, to people who gave money for Black Lives Matter. Anyway, uh, at, at the end of the day, this is uh, this is just more Alan Moore bullshit. He's mentally, he's like CM Punk, right? He's mentally ill, um, he's super paranoid, he's a gigantic narcissist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I liked Watchmen, fine. Like as a comic, I actually kind of like the movie a little more than the comic because I like the way they ended the movie. Um, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I have never been a huge fan of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I thought even for V for Vendetta was good, but I'm I'm not I'm not just like a big Alan Moore fanboy like like some of these no. people out here are. Um, oh, in the Watchmen TV series, I liked, but I liked for the opposite reason that I liked the movie because of what it did with the the comic in, in with Ozymandias um, mm-hmm. being older and, you know, just kind of fucking with Earth. So. Yeah,
1: I again i didn't want i didn't read watchmen until before the 2009 movie came out okay and so i thought it was fine and again i I try to look at it with this lens and give some benefit of the doubt based on when it was written it was might have been groundbreaking whatever but as far as again because there are some stories that aren't necessarily groundbreaking but they carry their worth throughout time yeah for me, Watchmen doesn't necessarily do that because if somebody asked me about it, it's like, yeah, it's okay. I re- uh, and again, I like the movie and mm-hmm. I like the ending of the movie a lot better than I did yeah. the comic. So but I mean, we know yeah. Alan Moore. It's not to say that Alan Moore is not talented. i yeah. we're not saying that. It's just the, the, like you said, the guy's a narcissist. He's a par- he's absolutely paranoid. He he seems like he hates everybody. Yes, and just doing this is. Kind of another check, you know, check uh, mark in the column of we really can't take what Alan
0: Moore says seriously. Right. Well, because there's another article where he's talking about that Frank Miller's work is sub-fascist in his portrayal of Batman as a one-man hero in the Dark Knight Returns was a bit too quote "Birth of a Nation." Yeah, I, I didn't read that article. I saw it, and yeah,
1: I, I just gave him the eye. Anytime he speaks, honestly. I just roll my eyes and yeah like, I mean ignored. you you
0: look at him and like he's all unkempt he's you know he looks like kind of a crazy person um I imagine he smells horrible <laughs> uh just you know like whiskey and cigarettes and BO and desperation so uh yeah I don't know I just thought this was interesting too because it's like of all the things like you want to have your money go to like yeah you're 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 better off just burning it yeah I mean you have two kids like
1: I don't yeah I don't know what they're doing but I mean obviously not being loved I mean, by their dad that's what they're yeah doing. there are so many so. other things that you can do with it but again it's it's your money yeah do whatever you want
0: but we can call you out for it as well yeah we can make fun of you for being a you know a Chris Evans if you want so, um, I, I, I really want to turn his name into like, a like, you know, calling someone an idiot, like, Oh God, you're such a Chris Evans. <laughs> and then finally shortened it to, to seeing it or Evansing in it, or, you know, Oh God, you really Evans that situation up. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? I figured no. that one would be like super the less queer. attention we have to him, the better, yep. honestly. All right. Uh let's uh let's make fun of Aquaman. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh I liked the first Aquaman. Or what yeah, I like I to did. call underwater Black cool Panther. <laughs> um, or what I like to call Black Panther is Land Aquaman. Um yeah. even though Black Panther came out first. <laughs> uh, I, like i like i thought the for like i was really hesitant to see it i didn't see it until it got on hbo max um i i thought it was uh, pretty decent i thought the special effects were good i thought amber heard was aesthetically wonderful um before we knew what a crazy person she really was um but like she filled out mira's you know unitard very well <laughs> She's hot. I mean, she's hot and yeah. crazy. What can I say? And then she was a redhead in the movie, so, um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that was just that's my type, right? Like hot, crazy redheads. <laughs> Actually, kind of surprised they went that route and didn't go the didn't race swap her. Well, you know, um, but yeah. So it's funny too because the trailer opens up pretty good, right? He's like, I've got all these jobs. I'm a dad now, and I've got a baby, and I'm changing diapers. And it's like, oh, like Superman and Lois, right? Aquaman nerd dad. Like kind of sounds interesting. And then the minute they start showing the, the effects-heavy stuff, it's like, oh, this is crap. The effects were absolutely laughable. Yeah. I mean, and like in and the effects while, on the first one were pretty decent. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were solid.
1: I mean, yes, there were some hiccups, yeah. but overall, I thought they were pretty solid. I will this say it's one, interesting
0: that there's more aliens looking alien-looking creatures in Aquaman than right. in the all of Star Wars. <laughs> yes, this one looked like a a visually garbled mess. Yeah,
1: of throwing stuff on screen and oh, his suit
0: yeah. in this one oh, oh it's too boy. shiny like wow there was no there was nothing muted to it the other thing too is it's kind of like um the army of the dead from lord of the rings right with uh yeah. with with the trench so the trench and, and the creatures from the trench are from uh the new 52 okay so um, there's that. I also think uh, we were just talking about the Watchmen movie. Patrick Wilson is not an actor I find in super engaging, right? Yeah, like he's he can be really good as a like Night Owl. I was about to say, <laughs> funny know? enough, he was actually really like, good. In he that. he was really good as Night Owl because he was like the what the the like fifth or sixth lead. Um, here he's the second male lead and it's just like uh, you know and james Wan turned this into he recut it into like a buddy adventure between two stepbrothers who hate each other
1: that's you the know. vibe where it's like i understand there was some silliness in the first one because again it's aquaman right It 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 lends itself to being silly he at, has sex with parts. fish
0: i mean that's his superpower oh wait
1: no he talks to fish my bad But there was something about this trailer where, like you said, it started off, I was like, okay, this is, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah, like I've come around
0: on Momoa as Aquaman, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. And this, again, I don't think this is, I know this is going to bomb. I mean, we all know this is going to bomb. They
0: know it's going to bomb. That yeah, but they here's that, what they're doing. That's smart though. They're not doing marketing for it. They're not gonna yeah, they're not gonna do yeah. a $200 million marketing campaign.
1: Yeah. So, and so I I'll be I mean, this is not done come out until
0: what is it, boxing? It's Day. like Christmas, yeah. But, December twenty sixth. Yeah. Um I will say with his suit, I think if the orange wasn't so shiny, if it was more matte, it would actually look really cool. Yes. I I, I, I think it's very I think it's very cool looking. It's just too shiny.
1: He's like the, the crab
0: part. in yeah. Moana. Yeah, I, I I wanna be shiny. Yeah, this movie
1: is just going to be it yeah. is going to be what it's going to be one of those that we watch on Max. Which, by the way, it, as we're filming this on Friday, this is Fast X day on
0: Peacock. I I, looked, I I know. I'm super excited. I'm gonna watch it tonight we have a sushi date tonight and then we're going to go to Costco and then we're going to watch Fast X. She has no idea. She thinks we're going to watch the season finale of maybe series finale of Heels. But no, we're going to watch Fast X tonight instead. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man. But yeah, it's uh I don't know. Here's the thing. I I think the guy that plays Black Manta is interesting. Um but black manta is always interesting when because he's a human going against you know a god like lex luthor yes. and you know um now he's a black he could just be the black underwater lex luthor instead they have to make him be able to, like as if not more powerful than the hero yeah and that was that was another problem i saw in the trailer
1: where it could have been interesting with him using technology but then you know it's called the lost kingdom because he finds the trident the, of this, the black trident. trident so yeah
0: and again or why has it got to be the black trident why Why is why is why is james wan such a black supremacist why couldn't it be the platinum trident i mean silver and gold trident? the ruby trident yeah, emerald sapphire the quartz trident how about that or though the, the <laughs> coral like it could have made coral been made yeah. from like coral that'd, like super yeah, strong right. underwater coral yeah Coral. Coral coral? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it looks stupid. Um <laughs> you know, uh oh, I guess it's December twentieth. Not twenty sixth. So uh I, I will say it's got um a hundred and eighty one thousand upvotes votes and only twenty nine thousand down votes. So there's that.
1: Yeah, and and by the way, did you catch? There was only that one <coughs> split second glimpse of Amber Heard. There, the there's trailer? like
0: three little glimpses of Amber Heard, and they're all far away shots, other than the one where they like pan away from her as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, see, that's the only one I saw. Yeah, because I've only watched the trailer one time.
0: Yeah, well, like yeah. when they're when they're um, when it's panning down on the yard, she's uh, she's sitting there, so oh, miss, uh, with the I baby, like you know, the whole family's there. His dad, um, what's her name? Um, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah. I mean, anywho, anywho. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. If it's good, nobody's going to see it. If it's bad, less people are going to see it. It's, it's pretty simple. Like, there's no faith in DC anymore. And it's a movie from a dead shared universe. That they can't possibly continue. Like the faster that they can get him out of Aquaman and into Lobo, I think it's the it's oh, yeah, be the a better. better choice. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um. Heels. Penultimate episode. Uh, what was it called? The things that matter. Um. Or. Heel slash, FNL. Okay, so as you said. well, we'll do this out of five the most Friday Night Lights episode ever's. I give it what, a three point two five. Three point 2. two five. All right, cool. Yeah. So uh, I went three point seven five because I liked it. Um, I liked. Here is what I really liked: is I liked the character development between. Everyone involved with the D.W.L. not named Willie. Yes, um, I.
1: That was that was the. I didn't dislike. I didn't other than Willie being a snake. Yeah. I I really didn't dislike much in it, but there that was the only thing I actually did like,
0: like in the yeah. sense of memorable, like. The only thing especially I especially the didn't like was when the old guy threw poop mm-hmm. on Ace. Because I almost threw up. Um, You know what? I I might have blocked that out of my mind. Yeah, sorry. That that was, whoa. So, but there's this moment of this episode at the end where they're showing the promo that they put together. And Stacey and Jack are are sitting there and they kind of just like lean in towards each other. And, like, that's it, right? It's a, it's a very, like, married couple thing. Like, just it's a very couple thing to do, right? We just kind of, like, lean towards each other. Like, there's no hug. There's no kiss. It's, not like, nothing gratuitous or anything like that. And it was just, like, yes. This is, like, this is what the show has finally found its legs. And I want to see more of, of this. But... I think we need to have about 40% less Florida wrestling dystopia. Yes,
1: absolutely. So, yeah, I really like it again. Yeah. It was very Friday night lights and cheesy. Yeah. With when I say cheesy, I, I know a lot of people use that as a denigration of something. But when I say cheesy, it's usually because it's a good type of cheesy. Yeah. And watching the video of them, what DWL means to them. And yeah, that just, that's just DWL what of,
0: wrestling, just what
1: wrestling, or wrestling, wrestling, res, wrestling. Yeah. What wrestling and the DWL mm-hmm. means to them. I thought that was, that was so well done. And it gave you glimpses into characters that we might not necessarily have gotten a Before. lot from yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, you know, Florida dystopia, that that whole thing is, it is what it is it it, it's an antagonist i get that yeah but it's almost it's an afterthought it should be an afterthought to be honest because this is all about you know the spade family
0: right the the uh, you know duffy and the dwl so here's what i think i want to see out of the finale um, knowing that it's already out as of recording this and, and I haven't watched it yet. I wanna see I wanna see Harmageddon be a really cool event and then they decide to go with DWL for the, the for the cable channel or the streaming channel, whatever it is. Um and Gully gets pissed, right? like that i think like jack conquering gully in that way by it being like they're like oh you were great or the other thing i could see happening is continuum the streaming service is like we're taking both of you but you have to be one company now and if they could do <laughs> yeah. that like i'm 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 fine with there being like all the dw or all the florida fwd stuff right but it would be cool if they came up with a different name for it and, and all of that but um yeah i don't know i thought like you know like the 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 phrase is like the go home show for um wrestling like before like a big pay-per-view and i think uh as the go home episode for the f- season maybe series finale um i thought this one did a really good job yeah i agree because I could see both of those happening
1: where either they have to coexist on this new streaming channel together or the DWO gets taken. Yeah. I don't see an ending like a season one Ted Lasso ending here. Right.
0: We're going to come back and we're going to the whole fucking thing. Yeah, um, I will say if you were a fan or not a fan, the directing and writing tandem of um, Jessica Lowry, director, and Victoria Morrow, writer, they are also the team for the season, maybe series finale. So that's good. Just heads up there because I, 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 yeah. I think
1: that'll help with the continuity. I, of yeah, I
0: agree. Where we were in this episode, I mean, because they did a lot of that um, when it came to uh, the episodes like Pete Siegel directed the first two Michael Lanham or lay uh, layman, sorry, uh, directed, uh, three and four Peter Siegel directed five and six. And then Jessica Lowry directed seven and eight. Um, Mike O'Malley wrote the first two. Victor Levin wrote the third Blake masters wrote the fourth. Um, and then the fifth one who the hell is condemned was Bryce a Hart and Stephanie McFarlane. Um, and then season or episode six was Mike O'Malley, Victoria Morrow and Blake masters. And then Victoria Morrow's the solo credit for the last two. So, um, I'm, I'm, I've really, I've really enjoyed this season.
1: I thought it's been, I, I, again, I, I enjoyed season one, but you know, we both thought it was in, in parts a little bit clunky, not dull, but clunky. Yes. Clunky. I've really enjoyed this season.
0: Yeah, it's just a shame so, like the season's been done and in the can for over a year. And right. you know, like we could be we could we should be talking about the third season finale right now. Right, absolutely. Our third season penultimate yeah. episode. Um but yeah, so I all in I I've really enjoyed this season so far and I I don't see the finale ruining it for me. Um but yeah. But yeah. Oh, oh Wild Bill was great in this episode too, yeah. Um, with the promo class, you know, Yes. Are you a chin guy? Um,
1: <laughs> I was gonna joke and say, hey, unless it takes uh, its cue from the old, you know, the old soap soap drama Dallas, and you know, oh. Jack wakes up and it's all been a dream. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that. That would be
0: bad. Yeah, <laughs> they're that, not gonna go that right. That though. only works for Star Wars if Mark Hamill's Luke wakes <laughs> up and he like had a dream about drinking green sea cow space alien titty milk. Um but yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to watch the finale. So uh all right. Let's move on to our final bit. We're just busting through. We're gonna be fast today. So which is great. Um Daryl's got things to do. Uh okay so ahsoka season one episode five out of five johnny tagruda fever dreams what do you give this episode i gave it a three three what did you give last week i uh you did three and a half last week yeah okay so this is definitely a step down from yes so last week last week i gave it a 2.99 because i do not think this show is even average um which would be a three. Uh, this week I went with a 2.59. Um, because this episode is chock full of member berries that you're going to get member beaties from it. And you're going to have to lose like your left frontal cortex.
1: I I don't know. It, it's I didn't get a chance to rewatch it like I wanted to. So. I will say the parts that I didn't like at all yeah were and, and again it, like the parts with Hera and her son on the planet yeah. other than the other than Hu Yang, there was nothing interesting about the dialogue right. the situation nothing that captivated me with that with them on that planet looking for uh, Ahsoka at all so nothing did
0: don't rewatch the episode just go watch the Charlie Hopkins deep fake review or like, you know, commentary episode with with Obi-Wan and Anakin and Qui-Gon. Because it is yeah. hilarious. Like, I was yeah. laughing I don't, out loud the entire time. Yeah. I, I don't quite like those as much as you do. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, okay. I, so, to your point, here, here's the problem. The main cast of Ahsoka, Sabine, Hera are not interesting to watch on screen.
1: No, they're, they're almost like they have the same template of acting an emotional,
0: emotionless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's boring. It's
0: boring. Yeah. Honestly, this episode was boring outside of Hayden. Now. Yes. Um, I will say like, why is it now all of a sudden Ahsoka is developing powers that she never had. Now she has Ezra Bridger's ability to talk to animals and space whales. Uh, now she has Cal Kestis's ability to force echo, um, in an <laughs> event. Right, the things that she never had. Yeah. Both very rare powers within the Jedi, and she manifested them as soon as she landed on that planet. Yeah, I. the
1: stuff i I, again something can be cool but cheap and i can like something that is cheap and based on the way things ended up in this episode Mm -hmm. the stuff that we get with anakin while Mm -hmm. while good don't get me wrong i really like that stuff again every time you know hayden gets brought back in he's usually the best part of it same thing happened when he was in obi-wan the obi-wan series he was the best part of that series, mm-hmm. hands down. You know, you see, de aging notwithstanding, he he was the best part of the, that series, and he was he was the best part of this episode, hands down. And I I did I did think he forced almost forced Ahsoka out in the sense of being a little bit more emotional. Yeah, and Rosario Dawson in her acting.
0: Because I, I did like the what they, those two together, I She's still think it like, was yeah. I, I just think I, the thing I, that bothered me between the two of them is he like I am gonna make the meme this week um, that shows like like the Drake like type thing with it's Anakin like yes, um and then as Ahsoka it's the Star Wars kid with the broom in his garage. Cause that's essentially who he was fighting. Like that's how yep. she fought is is like broom kid. And the fact that like she beat him not once but twice. And the way it was done. It was like, come on, what? Dave. David.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um and I, again, I want to, another yeah. thing I like, and again, this has to do with Hayden. And, and yeah. this, I thought this was solid writing too, was when he talks uh, talks about her about war. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he said he basically it was basically what Captain America told Wanda in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the sense of, hey, you know, we save as many people as we can, mm-hmm. but sometimes that doesn't mean that's not going to always mean everybody right. and if we don't try or if we doubt ourselves then maybe nobody gets saved right that's basically what he was telling her and i thought that was the way he delivers it and then you know he makes a joke about it about something and she she gets upset and that's when he lays into her like not really lays into her but that's when he tells her that and i think this it it was good for ahsoka because of what we've seen about uh, us you know just her development or yeah throughout this series and so i did like that i i will give them a lot of credit for that i do think it 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 leaned a little bit too much on the member berries when with the clone war even though yes we understand it's a major this is where we got to know learn from we got to know ahsoka right where we you know when she was first brought in so it's uh, i understand why they used it yeah at the same time i don't know if that was necessarily the direction they needed to go with her because it basically it was it seemed like it was more of a and I think I texted you this because it looked like it was the world between worlds but then right but and then they you know they find her drowning and I you sent me your your uh comment on the video and I and I looked at it as when someone's near death a lot of times yeah. like, you know the idea of near being near death and you look at things differently because the things you did wrong or the things you mm-hmm. wish you would have done or said. And it seemed more like that than her actually talking to you know, a true version of Anakin. Right. And it was more of her spirit and mind, you know, trying to reconcile with her past, which again, I, th- I, I mean, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that at all it, because, it, because the Ahsoka stuff, the Ahsoka stuff with, I keep wanting to say Hayden, but with Anakin yeah. was a really good part of the episode. Right. And that's why I gave it a three. Yeah. Because I, even I mean, if it leaned on member berries, I still thought it was good.
0: I mean, that's why I gave it a 2.59 instead of a 1.59. Um <laughs> Because of Hayden. Bear. Uh But no, it, it's like, she they're not in the world between worlds. They're not. She's drowning. She is... You know, mm-hmm. like, everyone's like, oh, Jason Sindula could hear into, into the world between worlds. It's like, the world between worlds is supposed to be really hard to get into. Because if, like, Ahsoka can fall off a cliff, Palpatine easily could have gotten in there. Yeah. With his Sith and- magic. If Jason, who has abilities, you know, it's like, just, just say he can use the Force. Like, right? Um, can hear. He's reading her mind. Which is a very common Jedi trait. Mm-hmm.
1: The
0: so, only, yeah,
1: the only thing I would bring up, and again, I don't know the bio, biology factors about her race, but she was underwater for quite a long time. Right.
0: Well, How did so she like, survive? so Jedi can go so, into like a meditative state that they can right, survive that yeah. kind of thing. So, you know, I would believe that happened just on instinct alone, right? Just yeah like her training kicked in and like again this this
1: is something they should have brought up and and again because there were parts of it especially when she got rescued i know she she asked about how long she was out and and you know they told her a cycle rotation or something like that if they would have managed like i don't know how you survive that right but again, if, if, if it's because they want to leave the door open, and have people think that yeah. she was in the world between worlds, versus what you just said, okay, that's all right. So, you know, you know people are, because it does it did look like that. That's what it looked like the world between worlds from, you know, what we saw uh, in in the animated series. But it made it made more sense from a standpoint of her. Reconciling with her past through her own Memories instead of Getting to some place that Is supposedly very difficult to get To yeah
0: it's just kind of Yeah It's like I don't uh, don't Know why you're doing this (laughs) Because
1: again like She they're building up if if she Got to that place they're building up some
0: Spectacular plot armor For her oh I mean it's It's like right now it's Like in ATAT sized amount of best car plot armor around her. <laughs> like there's, there's yeah. so much plot armor, you know, and, and you know, it can hold up to even a lightsaber at this point. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I really want, I, saw this head. I really want to like the show more than I do you know. Um but I just I I don't know. I, I see so many like you, you know I see so many these people out here like this is the best Star Wars ever. And it's like, is it like this isn't even as good like in in like what I consider some of the best Star Wars ever is the last six or seven episodes of of Rebels. Absolutely. Right? Um I think that last three episode arc with Ahsoka in season seven of, um, of the Clone Wars is the best thing Disney has done with Star Wars. Ah, uh, the tales from the Jedi stuff with Ahsoka is is I, I would include in that, and 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 Filoni was involved in that stuff, and it's like, why aren't you bringing that passion to this? Like the Dave Filoni we're getting is the Dave Filoni speaking at a women's conference about what a great character Ray is. Eh, Ray. Uh, okay. You See, know, again,
1: that's pandering because if you're, if you're a halfway decent, you can like something and then say, it's not good. I Ray. do it all the time. I yeah. loved Ray partially because I love Daisy Ridley is such a charismatic and earnest actress. I, I, I mean, we've been like over her.
0: this. I loved Ray yeah. in the force awakens up until the point up until the yes she didn't lose to kylo ren at the beginning Um, well
1: because well even before that
0: like her doing the you know mind altering the you know i stormtrooper i can get around i can get around that like if we look back and think that oh she was a palpatine the whole time you know um Uh, but uh, um yeah i don't i you know i i just think this this show is it's the fact that rebels and clone wars are required viewing and i love both of those things just takes this down a notch for me because i know other people aren't aren't going to experience it the way they should without watching, you know, 100 hours of television or more, probably 300 hours right. of television, right? And it's like right. more and, people and, need to be outside touching grass, less people need to be inside the, watching cartoons. And the standing
1: for and for Faloni, right about now is to me is just it's well, so. I mean, it was bad.
0: like that uh, that screenshot I sent you where you know it was a, a post, and I was like, I just did the laughing emojis, and I was like, she was drowning and had a dream about her old teacher before waking up. Like that's yes. what happened, and some girl. Uh, you've not seen Re- you've not seen rebels. She was very clearly in the world between worlds. It even said that during the episode, which is why Jason was able to hear the battle. And I replied to that with a laughing emoji, uh, the little laughing thing. And I said, I have seen rebels, and no, she wasn't. Jason was reading her mind while she was drowning. <laughs> like, the, what makes more sense there with with what they have established in Star Wars?
1: Yes. But again, I, I could see them. Like, I could absolutely see Dave, you know, going with the Ahsoka. Yeah. The bestest ever. The so bestest ever. That so when Ahsoka has always like has been a good character with, like in Clone Wars and and the character development she had from unlike being unlikable character.
0: She she had a Damian Wayne level arc of recovery and and yeah. resilience to become a great character. Yes, and there was no.
1: And again, the way she survived Order 66 made so much sense when you see what came before, like her, the way Anakin trained her. Right. Made so much sense instead of some of the stuff we
0: see with Star Wars now. I mean, because you have Star
1: Wars. And when she's fighting
0: Maul at the end there and you have the whole like, you know, you're lucky Anakin didn't show up. Like. That tells you the reverence she has for for this man. Mm-hmm. And this was after she would left the order and Mace right. Windu was like, okay, citizen just doing his Mace Windu thing, ruining everything. God, they're so arrogant, man. He's like the Jimmy Kimmel of the Jedi. Order. <laughs> <here>. So <laughs> just uh, an arrogant prick. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Do you have anything else to add? No, again,
1: I I do think this show is, I don't think it's average yet. It's mid. The, and, and the reason I say it's not average yet because the first three episodes were below average, and these two, the last two, weren't good enough to me to bring it up up to that average for the first sure. you know for the first half of the season.
0: Oh, I do have one thing to add. Like I saw some people yeah. talking about like Carson Tiva being the glue that holds the New Republic together. He's a bureaucrat. He was like, um, Hera, we need to get back because we were told we were not allowed to do this and we might run out of gas. And, you know, we can't radio for help. Apparently, you know, it's like, come on, come on, dude. Yeah. Come on. dude, Quit being a bitch. Come on. Yes.
1: Like the Jedi if, order deserve what it got. And yes. A hundred percent.
0: Dude, the new Republic definitely like I'm, I'm, I'm like, like the only thing I like about the sequel trilogy now is that the first order blew him up. Cause they deserve it. Yeah, when you write,
1: yeah, when you write something like they did, the way they wrote them, they absolutely yeah. deserved it. So, anyway,
0: all right. Well, on that note, we'll see y'all next week. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yep. Um, oh, next week will is the Sensei Comic Expo, and um, everybody should message Daryl on Instagram that he needs to go with me one of the days, because you know I got him a badge. Badge, yeah, we don't need no stinking badges. Anyway, all right. <laughs> on that note, we will talk to you all later. Have a great week. See ya. See ya. The infamous podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast. Our website or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear music for this podcast is provided by michael henry from meetmichaelhenry.com so whenever you're listening to us have a great day night evening weekend whenever it is and we'll see you next time thanks for listening